Last week, I said I was going to continue from Elijah's uh, prayers. When Israel backslided, they had a king called Ahab. The Bible says he did evil more than all those who were before him. This man destroyed all the altars of God, the worship of God. He was so weak as a king that he married outside from where God said he should be married. And the wife controlled him, ruled the, through him brought Baal prophets, imported prophets that are not the prophets of God into the nation. And also, instead of leaving God's prophet, decided to kill the prophet of God and replace them with prophets and prophetess. He was feeding them Using the national, anytime they do budget, they were giving their best. And they were feeding on the national budget, deceiving the king and the wife. Then God arose and became angry, sent Elijah. Elijah just appeared. I didn't know how he came from. He was just there. We just heard, and God sent him. He went to the man and proclaimed. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitant of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, except at my word. I love this. God giving a man a voice to determine what should happen on earth here. That's the extent of Christ coming and our prayer of the believer that will be done on earth here as it is in heaven. What we open here shall be open in heaven. What we decree here shall be decreed in heaven. There was Greeting and I was reading about the context. This famine came, and eventually God asked him to go and see uh, uh, the king. And he went there, and there was a contest. They went to Mount Camel. Then Elijah asked them, 
the Baal prophets, they are in their numbers. It doesn't matter how many people are with you. If you have Christ on your side, you are the majority. The people could not answer when Elijah asked them where they should stand. And I said, sometimes when God becomes hidden, when you don't feel God, when you don't see God, when the altars are broken and the covenant of God is broken and God seems to be far away from his people, people don't know where to stand. It is when God is moving that people get to know where to stand. Then after that, the first thing he did, the Baal prophet did all that they were doing for the entire day and they could not perform anything. Then Elijah came to the scene and the first thing he did was that he repaired the, uh, uh, the altar. And sometime, and I realized the reason why there was this problem. And Elijah said to the people, come near to me. So all the people came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. No wonder there was famine. No wonder there was spiritual famine. No wonder nothing is happening. When God's altar is broken, this is what happened. Altars were found most of the time in the Old Testament. For the first time, uh, it is directly mentioned was uh, when Noah uh, came out of the ark, he built an altar and did sacrifice to God. So anytime you hear about altar, it is only, it is by other sacrifices to God or burning incense our prayers but where our sacrifices ought to go our prayers have to go was cut off was broken our prayer life is broken our life is broken and all this are place of sacrifice and offering as I said and altars to other there are also altars to other deities there's an altar of Satan <laughs> altar of Baal altar of other deities. Most of the time, the deities have their altars, and that's where sacrifices are made, and that is where worship is made. And that's where spiritual contact comes from. And altar is a place of worship, a place of revelation. So their worship life was distorted, was broken. Altar is a place God reveal himself to people. Reveal his intention. Reveal his covenant. So God, the revelation of God was cut off from the church or from the people of Israel. They could not know God again. They were only hearing about a God who did some things before, but God was hidden from your eyes. And whenever God is hidden from the eyes of a people, they are not able to make a decision to follow him or not. So these altars of revelations were broken. People don't have revelation about God. God does not speak to them. They don't hear anything. They don't see any move of God in their lives. The way they used to relate to God, the way they used to know God and hear God is broken down. We need to repair those things. It is also a place of covenant where God will make his covenant with his people. 
covenanted people, they forgot about the covenant God made with them. They forgot about it. So we need to repair. We have made a covenant with God. We need to stand here. We need to now renew our covenant with God, what God has said to us, so that we will be able to see the power of God in our life. Or else, anytime you forget what covenant God has made with you, you, I call it semi-backsliding. You forget the promise God has made with you that when you do this, I will do that. Nothing happened in your life. You come to church, go back home, come to church, go back home. That is not the essence of it. Let's repair the altar so that when you come here, God will speak to you. Even if the preacher don't speak, God will speak to you. So the reason why the people could not make a decision is because God was hidden from them. Unlike their fathers who saw the works of God. Unlike their fathers who saw the acts of God. Unlike their fathers who God came and moved among them. Helped them to win battles. They never saw that. So they saw it just like another kind of gathering. Let the church not be like that. I hope I'm saying something. So we're going to pray that wherever we have lost our revelation, Christianity is a revelation. God revealing himself to man. We didn't even just accept Christ, but it is God who took Christ and revealed him to us, that is why we accepted him. At any point, it is God who always revealed himself to man. He made Abraham reveal himself to him. Noah revealed himself to him. Anybody God dealt with, it was God who first revealed himself to that man. If God doesn't reveal himself to you, you remain as ordinary as you are. Gideon was so ordinary, afraid, weak, and hiding to to, to do whatever he's doing until there was a revelation of God. When the revelation of God came, God pronounced him. Gideon hadn't changed. He didn't go to any gym, didn't go to any training, military training, but God said, you man of valor. Revelation brings strength. Peter had a revelation of Christ, saw something about God, suffering on the ground, suffering on the sea, toil all night and doing all kind of things and his words were not working and he didn't just understand. He think that is part of life. Sometimes you fail and fail and fail and fail and you think that is a pattern. So even when you enter into that turn, you think, you just say, I'm going to fail again. Until he met Christ and Christ spoke to him and he said, look, Jesus, you are a carpenter. You don't know how the sea is. This is not the time for us to go to sea. We have just come from the sea. The same sea. 
the same boat, the same what? Net, the same Peter. He said, go back again where you came from, where you failed. Go to the same river which you failed. That one, you went without revelation, you went without God, you went without me, you went without my word. But this one, go with my word. And Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Look, if we put Jesus aside, we are going to toil. As a people, as individual, as a church, as a nation. If Jesus is placed aside, the world will let you reverse. Because the systems in the world are not conducive to any people, especially we people at the third world. The only person that can change your situation where there was no hope when you put the budget that doesn't match, Jesus said, go back. He went, he said, at thy word, revelation came. The altar of revelation has been repaired. He was walking with the altar of revelation broken, trusting in his ability, in his fishing ability, and he failed him. He said, now at thy word. And when he had this, they caught great number of fish and their net was breaking. When did those fish run to that place? At what time? At the time Peter received the revelation. It took the word of Jesus and the obedience of Peter to catch the fish. It will always take the word of God and your obedience to have that miracle. Great. A place of promise. And it's also a place of remembrance. And when Abraham walked through, he'll make an altar and name it there that this place is a remember that I have passed here. So I have captured this place. So to remember, to bring remembrance. So Abraham did that. I pray that you always remember what God has done. Israel has forgotten all the places God has taken them through. They have forgotten that God was their God. So they turned their heart to the Baal, to turn their heart to other gods, and now serving them. Anytime we forget about God, the Father who saved us, our heart will turn to other gods. Never forget that God. Remember, remember God and remember what he has done. Remember the day he saved you. Remember that salvation came to you. Look, sometimes when you remember this, even when you are struggling with sin, your memory about God can bring you out of that sin. But when you forget, you continue to swim in that. Oh, I love it.
I love it. It's a place where sacrifices could be made. And when sacrifices made, God uh, will respond to it. I think the first time it was mentioned was, I think, Genesis 8.20 or so. Genesis 8.20.21. It is, then Noah built. I said, let me read a little bit. Let me build. Uh, 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 uh. Then God spoke to Noah saying, go out of the ark and your wife and your sons and your sons wives with you bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you bears and cattle and every creeping things that creeps on the earth so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth the things you are bringing out, let them come down. Not to become fruitless, but fruitful. Let them abound. Let them multiply. Let them increase. So, hearing this, Noah now went out and his sons and his wife and his wife's sons and his son's wife with him every animal, every creeping thing, every bed, and whatever creeps on the earth according to their families went out of the ark. The Noah built an altar. The Noah did what? This is the first time this altar is mentioned. There were certain things which they didn't mention it, but yeah, they, were, they also built some um, sacrifice. I believe that they built an altar, but this is the first time. It, and no, then Noah built what? An altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal, of every clean bed, and offered burnt offering on the word. The altar itself is a place. But your sacrifice is very important. With all the place, it's difficult for your, your sacrifice to go on. But the place itself, the church itself, is not enough. It is what you do. The church is created for you as an altar. But you need to do your sacrifice. So, then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal, not unclean animal, and of every clean bed and offered bed, burnt offering. And offering what? Offered what? Bent offerings on the altar. And the Lord did what? The Lord did what? So that God also have a nose. <laughs> the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Hi. It's not you alone. When you pass by papaya, now you smell it. <laughs> Sometimes you're there and they are cooking somewhere, somebody's house, and you are in your house. Have you have you have you have you, have you smelled that anymore? You smell that something is happening somewhere. You see some of you. You see, it's your best food. You see your saliva dropping. The gland, saliva gland started working as if the food is in front of you. 
Let our worship, our praise, our offering, let it get to the nose of God. Let it be a sweet aroma to God. That was exactly what Elijah did. When Elijah sacrificed this one, it just went into God, to God. And he spoke, God, do this, do this. Let's, let's, oh my, my God, let's, let's see what he did. Oh, I haven't finished. And the Lord smelled, the Lord said unto, said in his heart, I will never again the ground for man's sake. Sometimes some things spark God. We speak, we cause, there is always a cause and a reason. When you do something, sometimes God responds to what you did. And God responded and said that I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. From youth, imaginations of men are evil. So we don't leave children that let them grow by themselves, they will be right. Look, the imagination of their heart is evil. So that is why we need to introduce Christ to the youth. Just from your childhood, let us introduce Christ to them. When I saw this kid just singing, saw them in that nice African uh, uh, dress like how my wife is well dressed in that way. With the heart. This heart. <laughs> the heart to match her dress and her shoe. <laughs> that birthday girl. <laughs> Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. God is not saying that men are good. That's why he won't destroy the earth. He knows that the imagination of the heart of men are evil. And in the last day, it will increase. And some of them will call themselves dogs, animals, birds, even though they can't fly. And some will lose their identity. They said, we've lost our identity. They will deceive themselves and deceive themselves that I'm a, he's a man. He said, I'm a woman. Who told you? It's a problem. We need to pray. So that you can convince yourself. They say, oh, I'm a thief. Me, I'm born as a thief. Yes, we are born as a thief, but we can help you to live 
because you are living with people to learn how to work. Because God says that anybody who do not work should do fasting for the rest who are working. <laughs> so today, I want all of us to look into our life. How is our worship life? Is it broken down? The joy we used to have it when we got born again, is it still there? Or some things have replaced it. The way we used to rejoice over the word of God, over worship, we used to dance, we used to do everything. Do we do that? You say, oh, prophet, it's COVID. You can do it in your heart. Let us renew our relationship, our worship with God. The thing that are broken down, sin has broken it down. We have gone away from God, sacrificing to God. Instead of sacrificing to God, we are sacrificing to Baal. Who do you sacrifice to? Where is your altar? The place which you worship. The devil will do all what he can to break the altars in people's life. I pray today that you will renew your relationship with God your fellowship with God. The fellowship that is broken upon it where you can do your good sacrifice and enjoy it. Let that fellowship be mended today. Then God will come down and consume and bring fire upon your life. He will bring fire into every situation in your life and consume your offering. Today, the remembrance of God. Have God done something in your life before? Go back to what he's done. Listen to, just imagine the joy you had. How you realize that God was alive in those days. And now, repair that. Repair it. Now you've forgotten that God sees everything. Altars are broken everywhere. Churches' altars are broken. They've replaced it with the altars of men. What brought you to where you are? Why then have you departed? from what lifted you to that position. David. God asked him to remember where he picked him. Sometimes the grace of God comes upon you. And because it's a grace, he passes it through you. You sometimes 
everything is a strength from you. At the point you get to that point, you break away from God and start trusting and try getting other things to support yourself. It happens everywhere. That is why politicians sometimes lose elections. You move out of the reality. Everything moves. You speak and it, is, it happens. So those around you, you know whatever you do, it will happen. So somebody, oh, sometimes some people will come to the house of God. Oh, we want, to, we want you to pray for us. Listen, it's not that he wanted to help the congregation to see them. Not because they want God to help them. They want a platform to do their campaign. Do you see them in churches? Let election come close. That's where you begin to see their Christians. If we build our altar and the altar of God is built well, anybody that comes will come and submit to what God is making. Either you accept him or you go out. Pastors! We start and struggling, living in classrooms, we're moving up. Listen, we are praying and doing everything. The moment you get a point, we put prayer aside now to have organized, but to organize. Then we put, it's very good, that those are very good, but those should not replace the altar of God. If you don't take time, you spend your time doing unnecessary things and bringing bad prophets. It's a suffer. Wounds you. If we don't erect the real altar of God, bad prophet people have. Oh, they are, this is their false prophet. The way to counteract false prophet is to repair the order of God. If we break it, they will build another one. They will build, yes. And people will flock towards those altars. We'll speak and they don't know whether it is the Holy Spirit moving with them or you who don't show anything, you have the spirit of God. So sincerely, they are confused. I pray that God will help the church. That when we preach the word, it will cut into the heart of men. It will bring revelation to the heart of people. It will be a word that the Holy Spirit will minister to individuals. I pray that our 
altar will be repaired. Let each one repair his altar. What were you doing that you used to get result with God? Go back to that. Repair it. Repair it. You used to do whatever. Something that said anything that kick you up. That, that makes you excited. When you do it, you feel that you, you attract God's attention. Do it. Continue doing it. Continue doing it. Continue doing it. If it has stopped, repair it and start doing it. Repair your altars. Repair your worship. Our worship should not be mechanical. It should be spiritual. Today that shall worship me. Shall worship me in spirit and in truth. All these things, they only help us to worship God. They are not the one that worship, worship God. The instruments don't matter. It is your heart that matters. The qualities are not the one that matters. It is how your heart responds to it. They only help you. They are enhanced, but they help us. So if there is no altar, it will be nothing. It will be just. Let our worship be true. Let our praise be true. Let whatever we do be truth and in the spirit. And we will see fire coming upon our life and our spirit life. Amen and amen. I hope I said something. So from today, go and do what? Test on repair your so now you know what to repair now. Yes. You know what to repair. Your altar is your revelation. How God revealed himself to you. Go back to that area. What you used to do to sense God's presence. Go back to that. That is your altar. Go there and do it. Some of you, you when you sink, you feel God's presence around some of you, when you read the Bible, you sense God's presence. Some of you, when you give offering, you sense God's presence. Some of you, you see, it's different, different, different that kick each the individual. So repair what used to make you feel and know that God is around you. So I haven't given you one dress that everybody should wear. Go and Figure up your dress that will fit you and put it on. God bless you. We have come with